0: There are people in the room poisoning your organization. If they are sitting on your C-suite, it will negatively impact the vision. But not only that. By understanding and identifying the red flags of such distracting threats, you protect your organization's vision, strategy and culture. It is worth to do so. And I'm glad to have you here on air. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternerman talks in her podcast, "The Human Factor." Corporate integrity matters to leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact. Foster corporate integrity and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, executive or non-executive, a business professional, a corporate integrity counsel, or on your way there. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact, founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts and the Corporate Integrity Academy with its leadership circle, with a vision to protect and secure assets, reputation, and actionability, yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us. Watching out for destructive behavior is key. As a member of a board, no matter whether it is a management or a non-executive board, whether you have one or two tier boards, we have the responsibility. And exactly here it starts with the different views of what boards are responsible for. In this episode, I will not talk about the different responsibilities from a regulatory and law perspective. I will take up just a very small and often overseen part of that board responsibility. The responsibility of protecting supportive behavior from destroying behavior. Especially as a non-executive board member with a large distance to the operational duties, you can add significant value by taking up the part of the responsibility and ensure that the team can work towards the vision. By not identifying destroying behavior, we put our organization towards a risk which could torpedo the entire business model by an insider. There isn't any organization who could afford that but a lot out there think they could not afford to protect either. You can and it doesn't cost you anything if you have the right set of people in place. On board level two, of course. But the how and what we talk a little bit later. First I want to share the following. The higher in hierarchy such destructive behavior is allocated to, the bigger the negative impact, financially and reputational wise. That important topic was not initially raised within our leadership circle, but in one of the one to one sessions. With the permission of the client, I'm allowed to share key elements of our discussions we had, which are enriched by other practical cases and experiences within the different boards. One of the repeated patterns when it comes to the reflection on having negative behavior within the C-suite is feeling ashamed or embarrassed to have hired the wrong person at the highest level in an organization. We, and when I say we, I mean all of us being in the position and responsibility of hiring people. Often people in the boards and on C-level of large global active organizations with a respective paycheck. When we... Consciously or unconsciously, notice that the expectations we have to that person we hired are not met. We react react differently. Some bring it up to the table, others find excuses. Think about when you last identified that the perfect match did not manifest in what you expected or hoped for. How does it feel like? First lesson we all have to internalize. We can always be wrong. No matter whether we hire at board, C-level or enter a partnership. Also a business partnership. Trying to pretend that we are always right when we hire our management team is very destructive. Even more than having not done it correctly at employee level. The reason why? Poisoning the corporate culture and integrity from the top has the bigger impact than everywhere else in the organization. Let us take up the responsibility on board level for hiring the right people, supporting our vision and of course the culture. This also means that we have to be sensitized when the supposed to be right people behave differently, wrongly. In my opinion, that responsibility of taking care, bringing it to the table and support the management team cannot be delegated at all. If we are not speaking up, we cannot expect it from the others. And as also mentioned in other places, we are all watched as role models. Be careful what you do because you are going to be Im- imitated as well by your peers and by your employees just to break it down and leave the C-suite and board level for a few minutes. A few weeks ago, I witnessed a discussion between the members of a clique, to be very precise, a clique of teenagers. They argued why some of the members are not longer allowed to be part of their unique group. And what I heard was, he did not follow the rules, we said. He treated XYZ not in the way he was supposed to. He or she damaged the reputation. She entered a fist fight, which was clearly forbidden as part of our group and the manifest we agreed on. Sounds familiar to you? We're just excluding the last reason of why that person was excluded. The fist fight. It could also be a set of factors which would lead us, in the business world, to release someone from the team, isn't it? But there is one very specific difference between these teenagers and us, and I am not talking about the age, which is obvious. Do you already know what I'm onto? Before I disclose the secret, I will focus on a few very important signs when it comes to the characteristics of the behavior we do not want to support. I start with what is key for all of us, the risk intelligence. One of the expressions I heard not long ago from a member of the management team, when the board asked about how the risk management tool looks like for the specific services provided was... You want to make money, and that is the only way to do so. The answer as such is not only wrong, as the organization wants to achieve profitability for the shareholders and for the stakeholders. But that does not mean that the risk management does not need to be in place. What I want to outline is, it is not the board who wants to make money there are always different ways to be profitable. Not coming up with the different tactics to achieve the strategic goals is never a sustainable solution, especially not if the impression arises that the homework, and here I'm talking about research, risk identification, management, etc., was not done properly. Be careful when the risk owner distances himself or herself from the strategy and thereby also from the vision. The sensitization of shareholders and stakeholders seems to be completely lost. This is a sign of either, of either not understanding or not caring about it, which leads to the question whether the purpose is leading that person of responsibility or her or his own agenda. And here we are very close to the principal agent principle, which might harm a lot of our organizations too. When we hear answers like that, our inner warning system should be on alert. There are red flags which need to be addressed. We do good by questioning the following. Purpose and vision understood. Maybe not. Not all of the team members understand it? Do they know the shareholder's interest? And do they care about it? And is the stakeholder's management at high priority or not? Or is, is it just a annoying need to have by not taking care, we put our entire organization at risk. And here I talk about the consequences, the implications when we have not hired the right mindset at sea level First of all, with comments like the one above I mentioned, the good vibes within a team can immediately be destroyed. There was not a lot said, but, by dis- but with distancing herself from the purpose and strategy, an important sign was set. And that sign can be seen not only by the board, but even more by the employees and other stakeholders. Our C-level are the most watched people inside and outside of the organization. It's not the board. It is the C-level. It is the management team. Depending on the organization and group structure, we talk about three to seven people who are always on spot. For some of the stakeholders, These are the lighthouses, especially for the employees. By sitting in that first row, they are significantly impacting the reputation, which might be great or, depending on the behavior and hidden agenda of an individual, destroying. Do we need that as an organization? No. The right mindset for our purpose is key. A me-first attitude on C-level, and by the way, also not at board level, is not acceptable for our sustainable corporate culture, which cares about the shareholders and the stakeholders. We are in a world of educated investors. Don't forget that. Also, employees, partners, and society is, which is great as we, with our vision, can have bigger impact with the right team. And I'm very happy that they are educated. Next one is, acting with responsibility also means to identify negative behavior on sea level and implement the measurements. It's not done by just identifying it, coming to that point where we have to take action we must take action i would like to invite you to reflect on the process you have in place within your organization or organizations if you are serving several boards a few questions which may may support or first how do we become aware of the different mindset in our management team second one are we having a process in place when we are aware of such negative behavior? And the third one, what would be necessary for the future to increase the awareness and ensure timely measurements? The experiences demonstrate that the reluctance of bringing misbehavior of the sea level to the table is very, very high. The price paid by the shareholders and stakeholders is even higher if we do not take on our responsibility. And when we talk, when I talk about we, I'm looking and I'm looking at board level. I'm also looking at the internal investigators supporting the board. Therefore, I'm convinced that identifying a mindset within the sea level, which is not only supporting the organization's purpose and strategy, but also a behavior of integrity, is key to protect the assets and reputation. I talked about the lighthouses. Our sea level is the lighthouse that needs a speak-up culture, also within the board where such topics receive the attention needed, personal interests and ego-driven agendas have no spot in a boardroom. I know there are several boards out there with personal interests and ego-driven agendas. Maybe when you next time reflect on your management team or with your management team. No matter whether you are a supervisory board member or on C-level 2, the awareness increases when it comes to the different mindset if you speak about it and if you identify what's going on. Do this match with the purpose and strategy of the organization or not? If not, what is your plan? Just as a last remark, which is not only based on my experience and confirmed during a lot of discussions I had with peers, We always let people go too late, especially when it comes to the management team. Building a corporate culture of integrity includes the responsibility of protecting and nurturing the right mindset. It starts with the tone at the top. And this was episode number 21 of The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the belief Corporate Integrity secures and empowers individuals and organizations. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered, promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. That's it from my side. I thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stiernimann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model.